Amen. You know, uh, if, if you're in Christ, you know, uh, we, we know some stuff, don't we? You know, if you're in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is new. He's a new species altogether. He's brand new. You know, old things pass away, right? Behold, the fresh and new has come. Got, got a new life. Got, got a, something, something ought to change. Something ought to change in you, right? I'm, I'm talking about in you, okay? A lot of us, you know, what we're hoping is that God will change stuff outside of us. You know, I want God, I want God to rearrange some circumstantial stuff. But, you know, it wouldn't do you any good if he did because you'd still be you, right? And, and that old you, it, it, it handles every situation the same way. Hello? I said that, that, that old nature you, it don't do well in any circumstance. So, uh, so, so you need to allow God to, to begin to work on the inside of you. And, and you need to be, you, you know, you need to be getting that word on the inside. You know, if you'll receive the word of God, it has the power to save your soul, to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you, the way they make your choices. God, God's going to, and I know what the enemy's telling you because he, te- he, he ain't got nothing new. He, keep, he keeps telling everybody the same old junk. And uh, it's like, well, if you go out God's way, you're not going to have any fun. If you go out God's way, you're not going to have any friends. If you go out God's way, you're not going to have any stuff. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You, you know what? God, God's ways, that's why in, in Matthew 6, when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Amplified Bible says his way of doing and his way of being right. If you do life his way, all that stuff that you're concerned about, he said, I'll add that to you. I'll take care of all that stuff you want. I'll take care of all those desires you got. I'll, 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 you know, trust in the Lord and, and, uh, uh, and, and lean on him, and he will bring your desires to pass, right? If you trust him, he'll give you the desires of your heart, and, and, and then he'll make them come to pass. And, but but we've, we've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Hello, somebody. And, 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 you know, and we got to be hearing, hearing, see, a lot of us are, uh, we, we come to church, we, we have a mindset, like we come to church, kind of like going to school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and we have this mindset where, uh, you know, we, we want information, but information is cool, but transformation is way better. Okay. Information is awesome, but transformation is vital. And, and, and we're trying to dissect God and his principles. And that, that's, there's, a, there's a place for that. But really the will of God, the heart of God, isn't that you would just, uh, isn't that you would just study uh, him, him, but that you would experience him. That there would be something that, 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 that boom, and, and I'm, whoa, everything's different. You, you know, I mean, dude, every, everything's radically different. Right? Because, you know, man, I, I received something. I, I don't know what that was. I don't know how to put my finger out. See, a lot of us are too, we're too nervous about being weird. And, uh, uh, you know, because we're very, uh, we're very refined. We have a very high intellect. Um, and, and that's cool. And I'm not talking about, you know, I, dude, I, trust me, I've been, in some, I've been in some places where it would just, it, well, I, I guarantee it would just scare the hell out of you. You know, you, I'm hoping God's alive because look at where we are. We, I was in a service one time sitting on the platform with my dad. They started doing all kinds of weird stuff before they turned the service to us. My dad looked at me on the platform and said, where do you think, they, where do you think the back door's at? 
And I said, where do you think they'd like one? Okay, because I just go get it in there and get gone. You know, it's like, whoa. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, about having something that's birthed on the inside of you that you know by the Spirit is from God that's going to carry you through any given situation. And it, and it changes. Don't, don't, don't get your faith. See, the just shall live by faith. And don't, don't get faith confused with, with, a, with a good attitude. Don't get faith confused with a with with, with a, a optimistic mindset. You, you know, uh, don't don't get don't get faith confused with you know being nice. Man, I'm telling you that real faith, man, it, it's alive. So it's got a life of its own. Matter of fact, you push on it, it'll push back. Right? There's a faith. There's a faith that God wants to birth in you that that will that that will just. I mean, it'll change your outlook. He but he has to have he has to have the ability to speak and and you not necessarily uh, wrap your mind around it, but to wrap your faith around it, and and so that you uh, you know so that you have the ability to to stand when opposition comes against you. That the opposition doesn't change anything. Right? Why? Well, because, man, I, I've heard something from God. Right? I, I've got something. Look at somebody tell them, I, I've, I've got something from God. You know, we know. I mean, think about it. Think about the stuff we know and what would happen. What would happen if we actually knew what we know? Huh? You know, look, look at this. In Luke chapter 1, check it out. It says, no word from God will ever fail. What would happen to you if you, I mean, you know this, but what happened if you knew this? You know, like, it was in you to the point that nothing could rip it from your grip. No word from God will ever fail. Now, see, we got the word of God, but there's a big difference between having the word of God and having a word from God. I don't know if you can tell today, but I'm kind of jacked up, okay? Because I'm telling you that, that I understand the opposition you face, but you got to understand something, that this walk of faith, see, here's, here's the deal, is that, that is, uh, you know, it's like, like we said, we're, we're not where we used to be, but we're not where we're going either, and, and have, have you noticed, I mean, some of you might have experienced some, some of this a little bit this morning, even to get here, just to get here, there was some struggle. Huh? You, you know, you almost felt like choking out somebody before you came to church. You know, in the car, in the car, you know, there's warfare going, you know, in life, there's all kinds of stuff trying to keep you from getting here. Why? Because God could give you something here that's going to empower you to get there. I ain't there yet, but I'm not where I was, but I'm going there. But even where I'm at, there's, a, there's an opposition trying to keep me from moving to there. And, and, and it's like the, the enemy, he, he wants it. Well, you know, that's, that's nice, but, you know, it's just semantics. No, it ain't. It, no word from God will ever fail. And man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that if you get a word from God, it's not going to change a couple things. It's going to change everything. Everything. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you're going through. Man, years ago, years ago, 
I was eight years old. You know, I didn't have a normal childhood. I started traveling full-time with my dad when I was seven. And uh, uh, my dad was a little bit different. And, and uh, he was going to go preach places that, that couldn't get preachers, you know, that couldn't get people to come in. He had a heart for people that were, I mean, we were in some small, out-of-the-way places. And, 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 if, and, and a lot of times we weren't even in churches. We'd set up on a street corner or, 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 or in a truck stop. He, he had a heart for truckers. And, and uh, he, we'd set up in a, in a truck stop. And, you know, I'm seven. I'm playing my guitar. My sister's a couple years older. She's singing. My brother, until he ran away, uh, you know, he, he was nine years older than I. <laughs> he got out of there as quick as he could. But uh, uh, and, and he, he'd put us, okay, now go in and go, you know, go in, go in, the, go in the cafe and go all the way. Get, get the table the farthest from the door that you can. Well, why, 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 why do we want that one? So, so if we get kicked out, we can preach our way out. That's a strategy. Go in there and open up the guitar case, start playing. Your sister's going to start singing. And, uh, and when, when, when everybody stopped eating and they turned to look at you, get real quiet. I'm going to step up. I'm going to start preaching. And that's what we did. And, and we, one time, I was eight years old. We were on a street corner in Coquille, Oregon. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we sang, and, and, the, and the crowd had stopped. You know, a crowd. That, I'm talking like 12 people. It was a major Major, major deal there. And, uh, but, well, in Coquille, that's like 35% of the community. And, and there they were. And, 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 uh, and he stepped out and he preached. And there was a guy leaned up against the building there. And, and uh, what's funny, as I think, uh, on the refrigerator shelf, on the refrigerator, is that picture still there? I still, we still have a picture of, of us kids on the street corner in Coquille. And, uh, uh, but there was a guy there. And after he was all done, he came up and introduced himself to my dad. And they had a conversation. And basically, uh, come to find out that he pastored a church there in, in town. And, and uh, uh, he, he asked where we were going to be that weekend if we had a church to be in. No, no, we're probably going home. And he said, well, would you mind staying over and just being, you know, just have the services at our church? You know, we're a really small church, and we can't give you anything. And my dad's, dude, he's digging that. That's where we're in. And so we went to the church, and we started that, that Sunday. And, and uh, by the end of the Sunday services, they had Sunday morning, Sunday night service. And at the end of Sunday night service, the pastor got up and announced that we'd be doing uh, twice a day meetings throughout the week. And, and so, uh, you know, my sister and I looked at each other and went, guess we're staying in Coquille and, uh, and eight years old, but they had this little girl, this little girl and every service, uh, her mama would carry her in and they had the old wooden pews, you know, and the platform was really high. I remember it probably wasn't as high as I think it is, but in my, in, in my memory, it was like 20 feet, you know, it was huge. And I had this platform and, and, and I'm standing up there and I'd, you know, be getting ready and uh, I'd see mom carry, carry this girl and she had metal braces on her legs and uh, her mom would carry her and lay her on the back pew and then her mom would come up. Uh, before service, you know, we, we always got there really early, and, and she'd come early, and that lady would, she played the piano for the uh, song service. They didn't call it worship service, call it song service then. And uh, she played the piano for the song service, and I was a little kid that played guitar, and so, uh, you know, I, I stood on the platform and played with her, so I watched her. Yeah, every day she, and she'd bring her daughter in, bring her daughter in, lay her down, and, and something, in, something in me, I, I just I started somewhere during the week, I started asking my dad, you know, at every opportunity, I'd say, hey, Dad, uh, I, I want to pray for that girl. Okay, son, okay. Hey, Dad, I, w- I want to pray for that girl. He, okay, that's good, that's good. Let's just pray. Let's see what God does. Okay, every day, and, and then finally, like like on Friday, Friday afternoon, you know, he asked the lady. He said, "Hey, uh, my son's been bugging me all week long, and would you mind if tonight after service, if if uh, we just let, uh, you know, my my son pray for your daughter?" Oh, sure, no problem. So, they, so after service was over, you know, and, and most of the people had left, they brought, the, they picked her up and they carried her up, and they laid her on the on, on the platform, and 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 this is how high the platform was. There, is that there was there's three or four men that had come up there to gather with us, and they were 
standing on the floor below the platform. And the platform was really, it was about this chest high. And, and, and they, they were praying for And as I began to pray for this little girl, it took these four men everything they had to hold her down. And I mean, it, it was, I don't care whether you believe in stuff or not. There's something weird just happened right there. But, but I was, you know, I was eight years old and all I cared about. And trust me, the prayer I prayed, it probably wasn't correct. You know, I'm eight, you know, but, uh, uh, when I was done praying and I'm sure it took like 20 seconds and, uh, amen. And thank you, dad. And I, and, uh, you know, let's go. And, and they picked her up and they carried her out. And I remember, I remember my dad picked me up that night and set me on his lap and he, and he turns me to look at him and says, you okay? And at the time I was like, yeah. You know, looking back, I realized that he probably thought I was expecting one thing and you know, it, it, we saw something else, and he was just making sure I was cool. But, dude, I, all I knew is I wanted to pray for that girl. And uh, uh, so Sunday morning, you know, make a long story short, Sunday morning uh, they're going to have uh, they, they, the, a penny march. <laughs> penny march, Prosperity Church. And, uh, uh, and, and they had the boys, the boys on one side and the girls on the other, and they had this little device, you know, with, 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 and it's like had tin cans on each side, and it was a competition, and the girls, you know, against the boys and, and, and they had what they called a, a, a tin pan band. So they all had pie plates and stuff and they're banging them together while they sang. And again, being a little kid, play guitar, get up there and play with them. Okay. So I'm on the platform and, and I'm standing there playing the guitar while they sing and beat baking stuff together. And, uh, uh, and at eight years old, I'm thinking, this is crazy. Yeah. And, and I look up and, and from where I'm at, I see this girl on the back and she rolls over on her stomach she pushes herself out to the center aisle and she starts walking down the aisle. And I'm going to tell you something. That church exploded. I'm talking exploded. There were people literally jumping over pews. I mean, and the old wooden pews and, and they're climbing over the pews and then they're screaming at one. Somebody get a camera. Somebody get a camera. My mom was a real estate salesman and she had a camera in the car. And so she, you know, she threw her keys to my brother, you, you know, and, and uh, and, and, you know, the place is just erupted. It's, I, I'm talking erupted. And, but my world, I'm up, I'm up there on the platform playing the guitar while this craziness is going on. And my world went slow motion. And have you ever had a dream where you, you, you suddenly realize you're at some place and there's all kinds, of, you know everybody, you know everything that's going on, you know all about the power, all about, and you know just know stuff that you normally wouldn't know, but boom, you know it. And that's kind of what happened in, you know, it probably wasn't that long of a, of a, you know, of a deal in that service, but in my world, man, I'm t- I don't care how long it was, it could have been an hour, it just seemed like a few seconds, but I knew stuff, and, and, and I received a word from God, eight years old. And I just knew that, hey, here's what I heard. I heard, you will do this the rest of your life. And, and I'm standing there. And, 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 you know, over the years when I've shared that with people, they've tried to tell me what it meant. I knew what it meant. Well, you're going to have a healing ministry. He has a healing ministry. I, 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 you know, I just stand on the platform. But, but, uh, but, but it, anyways, you know, over the years, there, there's even been a couple of moments in my life where, where I've tried to go a different way, but there's something about that word that always drew me back. I'm telling you, there's, there's some power. If you can get a word from God, there's a power in a word from God that ain't like anything else you ever got before. 
And, 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 and that was just the first time of many where God has, has just spoken to my spirit and I knew, hey, I have a word from God. And let me tell you something, all hell can't rip from your grip what God just placed within your possession. See, and you got, you're facing an enemy who doesn't want you to hear from God. Because if you ever hear from God, see, you've heard from your grandma, you've heard from your mama, you've heard from somebody else. But if you ever hear from God, it's gonna, it ain't going to change something. It's going to change everything. And no word from God will ever fail. And if you're going to clap, I think we ought to clap because God's speaking to you right now. You know, we know some stuff. We know, we know some stuff. But wouldn't it be crazy if we knew what we know? Romans ten seventeen: faith cometh by hearing and hearing. By the word of God, faith cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing. Not listening, hearing. Man, spending some time, spending some time, you know, meditating, uh, meditating the scriptures, pressing in, pressing in and, and getting something from God. Why, How, why, why do I got to do that? Because that's the way God works. Remember the process of creation. He decided what he wanted. He decided where he wanted to come from. He spoke to what he wanted to come from. What he spoke came out of what he spoke to. And what he spoke had to remain attached to what he spoke to in order to survive. This is the way God operates. He speaks, and what he speaks comes out of what he's speaking to. But, but you, you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't want to memorize this, something. You want to receive something. You ain't trying to, you know, you know, I ain't trying to learn something. I'm trying to receive something. I got to position myself to receive from God. Faith cometh, but faith cometh. And because if, if, if you can receive with meekness the engrafted word, it has power. You got to receive it. You, you, am I making sense? You, you, you got you to receive this because there, there, there's, there's an opposition. See, and faith comes. Faith, faith comes. And this, this is how you're going to get your, your, your victory. Uh, what is it? First John 5, 4. Did I give you that one? First John 5, 4. It says, whatsoever is born of God. Some of your translations, hey, whosoever. Whosoever is born of God. Read, read uh, First John uh, 4, 5. Don't go there. Just, just read it. Little children, ye are of God. You are of God. Well, whatsoever is of God overcomes the world. Man, there's opposition coming, but you're going to be the overcomer. If you're in Christ, you are a world overcomer. Man, if, if you can hear God, if you can hear that, man, I'm telling you, it's going to change everything because all of a sudden you start living like an overcomer. And, and, this, and this, is, this is the victory that overcomes even our faith. See, your faith, the just shall live by faith. And, and let me tell you what faith is going to do. Faith is, it, when, how do I know if this is real faith? Well, faith is going to produce conviction. And the level of your conviction is kind of like the measurement of your faith. Man, when, when you've heard from God, I'm telling you what, you are convinced. By conviction, I am convinced that, that what he says is true. I love what the psalm says is that all your promises have been tested. And they're already tested. I ain't got to test it. It's already tested. It's already true. All the promises of God are yes and amen in him. If I can, if I can, get, a, if I can get a word from God, let me tell you something. That nothing can, nothing, nothing can rip it from my grip. You got you, you to gotta hear this, man. See, in order to hear God, you got to you, you got to position yourself. You you would have to you got to use a little bit of 
discipline. Um, the, the, the Bible language, and especially Hebrew, uh, is kind of, well, and it's even true if you think about it, uh, uh, Spanish is this way. You, you know, words are gender specific. They, they have a gender. Uh, for example, patience is a feminine noun. Uh, let, let patience have her perfect work. Wisdom is a feminine noun. Uh, you know, she, Lady Wisdom, she cries out in the streets. Uh, uh, the, the, you know, soul is a feminine. Uh, my soul shall make her boast in thee. Spirit is a masculine word, uh, inner man. Uh, okay, so, so you, you got, uh, you know, faith is a masculine. Is a matter of fact, the Bible teaches that if faith intercourses with patience, they produce a child called joy. And uh, there, there, there's, you, you got, if you can, if you can understand faith this way, if you can realize that, okay, so, so there's a, there's masculine, there's a masculine and there's a feminine and, and, and think about it. Okay. In the garden, there's Adam masculine and Eve feminine. And this isn't a thing about male and female. This is a type old Testament type so that you can look at, at your makeup. Okay. So there's, there's Adam who, who, who is, who is, uh, uh, masculine, so that's the spirit. There, there's Eve, uh, she's feminine, that's the soul. So my soul shall make her both. She she's represents the soul, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make choices. So here in, in the garden, here here comes the here comes the snake, and he and he goes he goes to to Eve or to the soul, and, and she eats from the tree they're not supposed to eat. And what happens? Nothing. See, we don't have a break of covenant. Until Adam does. Because God didn't make the covenant with your soul. He made it with your spirit. Now, Adam should have been a better leader. But God didn't talk to Eve. God talked to Adam. So Adam should have been a better leader. But instead, he let his emotions lead. See, we're supposed to be led by the spirit. But he let the emotion lead. And when the snake, if he ever comes to your garden, the garden of your life, he don't talk to your spirit. He talks to your emotion. But if God's going to speak, he doesn't take your emotion even into account. He talks to your spirit. See, the Bible says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, neither can he for their foolishness to him. You got to understand this. That the, the, almost everything God says is wrapped up in, in, in something that looks like that don't make no sense. Let me say that again. Almost everything God says is wrapped up in, in, in a package that to the human intellect, you go, well, that don't make no sense. Well, that's when you should start investigating in the spirit. Because the natural man considers the things of God Foolish. You with me? So you, if you're going to be spirit-led, you got to let God talk to your spirit. And that's what, and, and how come I've heard a hundred messages and I ain't got no faith? Because you listen to them with your natural mind. And you, you got you to pull that sucker, you know, and slide him over in the car and get your spirit behind the wheel. So that you can receive the engrafted word, which has the power. But you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. Because, see, there, there is this place that God wants you to get. It's, 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 we're going to call it the tipping point. Okay, there's a, place, there's a place called the tipping point that God's trying to get you to. Okay, but, but you have to have enough conviction to hang in there t- till you reach the tipping point. 
You with me? You gotta have you gotta have some uh, uh, an intestinal fortitude. You gotta you gotta have a strength. You gotta have a I will not quit. Why? Because no word from God will ever fail. So why would I cave in, give up, and quit until His word has produced exactly what He promised? See, it's, it's the tipping point. I, I wish, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to do an illustration. I'd like to bring a small car and set it right up here on the platform where you can see it and park it, you know, sideways here, let you look at it. And, and, uh, but you're just going to have to use your imagination today, okay? This is, it's, a, it's a nice car, okay? Very expensive. And uh, what I'm, what I'm going to do, and I'd probably, I, I would end up having to have, have people help me. But uh, just for the sake of the illustration, I'll do it by myself because they'd probably screw it up. But uh, you think that's funny, Todd? Come help. Let's see how funny this is. Give Todd a hand as he comes. Hey, don't, don't screw this up. Okay, so we are going to pick the car up, okay? And we're going that way with it. Okay, you ready? Use your knees because this kind of weight could hurt you the age that you're at, okay? Put it out. Breathe. It's heavier than it looks, huh? Dude, it's heavy. I'm actually starting to sweat. Okay. You are. Okay, let's go again. Ready? On three. We're getting, we're getting there. I almost messed my pants. I just, well, I'm just telling you, it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. Dude, you did. You did. Okay, ready? Thou stinketh. Okay. Breathe. Okay, we're getting there. We're making progress. We're not where we started. We're not where we want to be. But we're making progress. And see, right about here, you're, yeah, I know what you guys are thinking. You'll never make it. Well, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Ready? Three. Yeah, don't bend the car. Go down. See that? The car almost broke in half right there. <laughs> okay. Dude. Dude, I know we want to quit. It's midnight. Paul and Silas are in prison. Let's do it one more time. You ready? And you reach a spot, and you start, and you press into it. Ready? Two, three, go, go. Come on, come with me. Push forward. It's got to go. Oh, <laughs> told you. Okay. And, and you reach a point. You reach a point when that which was working against you now is working for you. See, God's trying. Thanks. God's, give him a hand. It wasn't that bad. God, God is trying to take you to a point where the, that which was working against you suddenly begins to work for you. But you have to have conviction to reach the tipping point. The, I, I wish that you could just, you know, pray a little prayer. 
and have God life appear. But the Bible says that from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. The Bible says if you have run with the footmen and they wore you out, how are you going to contend with the horses? The, the Bible said, man, and, and listen, the Bible does not paint a picture that this is all going to be easy. See, the, you, you, you can't be no sissified saint and get what God has prepared for you. I wish we could have 1,718 salvations in one night. I wish we could get enough people to, to serve the body that we don't have one guy doing four jobs on the weekend. Uh, but you got to have enough conviction in your heart that you're going, man, God is up to something bigger than me. Hello, somebody. Check, check this out just for, for the second time. Go to 1 Kings. And, and there's a story, there's a story, and, and, and we know this, you know, the prophet, the prophet makes this statement. I love this statement. He said, I hear the sound uh, of the abundance of rain. Man, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And he tells the guys, he says, uh, you, you better get up, you better go eat, and you better go drink, and, because, man, man there, there's a storm coming. And they've been in a, in a time, a season of famine. And, and, and it's been a drought. And, and he said, man, I, I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Look, look at this next verse. And Ahab, and he said to his servant, go, go up now and look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing. Now, now, now check it out, man. He's, he's postured himself. He's got his head between his knees. And he says to his servant, go out, go out on the coast and look. And his servant comes back and he says, no, it's like the nicest day we've ever had. I, I, I know you forecast a deluge, but dude, it's beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky. Go look again. He goes and looks again. He comes back and says, nothing. There's Nothing. Go look again. You know, go seven times. Basically, the servant keeps coming back saying, look, I like what you said. I mean, I really like what you said, but I don't see what you said. And the prophet responds with, I'm not changing what I said to line up with what you see. Where did that conviction come from? I heard something. I, well, I heard, I, I received a word from God. I heard and I have spoken and you're going to go look until you see what I said. Cause we ain't changing what I said to line up what you see. We're going to say what I heard until you see what I heard. And there takes a conviction to reach that tipping point. And on the seventh time, the servant comes back and he says, well, there is one cloud out there. But see, you know, if you hold your hand just right, it looks just about the size of a man's hand. And, he, and the prophet looks at him and says, hey, you know what? You better start running if you want to beat this storm. And by, by the time they got back to town, man, I'm telling you what, it, it, was, it was crazy. And, and here, here's the deal. And please, please notice that the prophet, that, that's kind of the spirit, isn't it? The, the, the spirit says to his servant. See, you got to ask yourself, who's serving who here? 
Are my emotions in control or is my spirit in control? Do I lead with my soul or do, am I led by the spirit? Have I, have I got a word from God? Am I, am I willing to, to, to lift again? Am, am I willing Am I willing to, to, to develop conviction that'll, that'll empower me to reach the tipping point? Am I, am I complaining about everything working against me? Or am I looking to the point that I know that everything that's working against me in just a moment is going to be working for me? I, why? Because I heard something, and I'm going to say what I said, and I'm going to say what I said until I see what I heard. And, and I'm here to, today to tell you that God, this is like a prophetic word to every single one of us, that God has something for us. But it, it, and it might not be super simple like we wish it was but I, but I got news for you that his word can produce the conviction in your heart that will empower you to go to the place that, that, where everything that was working against you suddenly begins to work for you that God's, God's taking you to a place. He, he's bringing you to a place. He, he's going to bring you out, and he's going to bring you all the way out. And there's stuff that's working against you, but don't you dare look at that. No, you rivet your eyes and your, uh, your heart, and your, 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 you, you just rivet everything that you got on what you've heard from God. And if you haven't heard anything from God yet, it's time for you to press in until you get a word from God, because no word from God will ever fail. For, for you and I, for you and I, well, if you're going to clap, you got to clap. You can't just, you know, it's not a, you, you and I cannot afford to give ourselves the luxury of wearing, of wearing it too lightly. No, no, man, I'm telling you, there's got to be something that's on the inside of you that, that, that's just reverberating the, the praises of God. That even, even though there's mountains of circumstances that stand between you and your promise, that you have, you have a knowing that the mountains of circumstance will simply serve to echo the praises of him who has called you out of darkness and is leading you by the marvelous light of his dear son. You got to have something on the inside of you that says, I will not back down. I will not cave in. I will not give up. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. I don't care what the kids are looking like, acting like, talking like. They're going to serve God. Me and my house, we're serving God. I'm going to be above only and not beneath. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I don't care what I feel like. I don't care what it looks like. I have a word from God. My God, somebody. Mm. You you might as well sit down for a second. Sit down for a second because let let me tell you what we've been doing all weekend long. We've been in in warfare, and it might just be for one or two people. We've been in warfare, and I don't care. But but somebody inside this room today, you need to hear my, my voice, and you need to receive a word from God, because the enemy's trying to talk you into letting go of the promise of God. The enemy's trying to convince you that, well, I guess that ain't never going to come true. I guess that that's, that's just something that you hear about on the tape. That's something that you read about in a book. But God's saying, no, I, this is something I want you to experience. This isn't some lesson I want you to learn. This is an experience that I want you to, to, to engage in. This, there's something about the victory of God that he wants to use you to demonstrate to, it's bigger than you are. I said it's bigger than you are. And he needs some people who, who, who got enough tenacity to say, you know what? Uh, I, I, I don't just call myself a believer. I'm not trying to believe. I'm not hoping to. No, I am a believer. God's for me, not against me. My final outcome will be better than my current condition. And the doctor says you're going to die. Yeah, but God said I will not die but live and declare the goodness of his, my king.
Well, the finance people say you're going under. I don't care what they say. I have a word from God. Man, pastor, you just don't know how hard it is. Are you kidding me? Can I be transparent for just a couple more seconds? You got a couple more minutes? I promise we'll give you ice cream. Matter of fact, today is free. You, 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 I hope you hear my heart here. You don't know. See, it's really frustrating. You know, it's just in the natural world, it's really frustrating. I, when I see empty chairs, I see missed opportunities. Because every service, man, people respond. Lives are changed in every service. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? What are we doing? And I, I, I'm coming through here all week long. I'm prophesying over this place. Let me tell you something. You're going you're gonna to see a time when uh, you ain't got so much leg room. When the chairs are stacked in here pretty tight. And, and, and maybe, maybe, you, maybe you had to walk all the way from Hobby Lobby. But there's something on the inside of you that says, you know what, I, I, I've received a word from God that he's going to use us to impact these cities. That we are going to find people who are far from God and we're going to walk with them till they're close to God. And we're not going to be led by our emotions, but we're going to be led by our spirit. We have a word from God and we're not walking away from it until we see what he said. We're not walking away. See, I, I, I get this thing that sometimes lifting that car seems impossible. And some of you guys are lifting something that's way bigger than you are. And the enemy doesn't want you to know you're not on your own. You're not on your own. See, Acts 16, 31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. You and your whole house. You and your whole house. See, sometimes, sometimes getting to the tipping point of that one demands somebody help you lift. See, God's plan is to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. But sometimes to get to the tipping point, you can't do it by yourself. Sometimes you need somebody, you, you, you need a lifting partner. Psalms 119, Psalms 118, verse 6 and 7 in the Amplified, it says, the Lord is on your side. The Lord. I don't need Todd when I, when I got God. Hello? Let me tell you something. You're going to make it. But you do have to lift. You, you, you will have to lift. You have to participate. You have to engage. You have to believe. You have to get that word. You have to refuse to back down. See, remember John 8, if you continue. Then, man, 
There's your tipping point. There's your tipping point. Some of us are right at that spot right now. One more push. One more push. Let me encourage you today. Don't cave in. Don't you dare back down now. Uh Uh-uh. Give it all you got. Get ready for a breakthrough. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. There's people in this room right now that you know that the life that you've been living has been separated from God. See, we need God. We need to we, 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 we need to receive the gift of salvation. We need to receive the power that he offers. So today, before we leave, we're going to pray one more prayer together. And we're going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to call you out. I won't, I won't make you stand. I won't call you forward. But, but if you're here today and you know, man, what I need to do, I need to, uh, here's, the, here's the launching pad. Here, here's the starting block. It's making my relationship with Jesus right. Getting this one right. This is, this is vital. And if you're here today and you, and, and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I, I, need, I need to let Jesus be Lord of my life. I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Just lift it. Thank you, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. You can put it down. Anybody else, just lift your hand and say, yeah, it's, it's time. Time for me. Today, I surrender. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. It's awesome. I want everybody in this place, I want you to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more big praise.